Mal, do you know what coffee I've been enjoying a lot lately? No, which one? I have been enjoying free lunch coffees, medium dark roast blend. Ooh, me too. You know what I love most about their coffee, besides the rich flavor, is their mission to end hunger for underprivileged children. Each purchase from their store provides 10 meals to children in South Africa. If you want to enjoy this gourmet coffee that is fair trade and certified organic that also fights to end child hunger, go to their website, freelunchcoffee.com. And when you check out, use promo code THOSEOTHERGIRLS10. And let's end world hunger by doing what we do best, starting each morning with a cup of coffee. Hello, fellow other girls. It's Mel, and I want to tell you about the Anchor app. It's free, and it's a super easy way to record, edit, and upload that podcast you've been planning to start. They distribute your podcast for you, and it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many other places. It's everything you need in just one simple place. So all you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? (laughs) Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, and everything in between. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. I'm one of the hosts, Mallory. And I'm Bailey. And today we've got a super exciting guest with us, and the host of one of our favorites, Poplitics, Alex Clark. Hey, you guys. I'm so excited to be a part and hanging out with those other girls. Yes, yes. <laughs> I love this. Thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, you guys um, are, are so sweet, and um, I always see you guys in the comments and everything, politics and everything, being so supportive and everything, and I love that. We got to support women, got to support other women in the conservative movement. Very yes, exciting. ma'am. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, so um, we're just going to go ahead and get started, and everyone, all we're really doing is just talking to Alex, and we're just doing some fun girl chat um, in this very exciting episode. So, Alex, our first question is going to be a pretty easy one. Well, it could be easy depending on how you feel about this question. What is your favorite movie? Okay, my very favorite movie of all time is Sleepless in Seattle with Tom mm. Hanks and Meg Ryan. Have you seen that? It's a classic chick flick. I have not, but everyone <laughs> says I should see it. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> It is so good, and I, I'm really obsessed with all of the old Meg Ryan chick flicks, like um, When Harry Met Sally and stuff like that. If you like are a romance movie person, it's a must-see. And Sleepless in Seattle is, um, she's actually, I believe, engaged to somebody else, or she's dating somebody else anyway. Um, and she hears this guy's voice on the radio and falls in love with it. And then she travels across the country to meet him on Valentine's Day and do all this stuff. She be, she just falls in love with this guy's voice. And it is so good. And I love it, too, because I was in radio before I worked for Turning Point USA. So to me, there's all sorts of little connections to that that I just absolutely love. 
Yeah, wait. I really like that. Falling in love, hearing his voice on the radio. I know. I really it's like very that. cute. It's yeah. very cute. So that makes me wonder if you're a big radio fan. Um, my favorite show is Frasier, who has a radio talk show. Have you seen it? Are you a fan of it? Okay, I know what it is, but you know what? I I cover pop culture, and I that is one show that I have not seen, even though I know it's a classic. Now, I've seen bits and pieces. So my parents watched it a lot when I was growing up and stuff, so, so I, I've seen it on. But yeah. I haven't ever watched it, watched it, but I know that it, everyone says how funny it is, and I would probably like it. My I have mom. a Frasier tattoo. I have a dog named after Frasier. I'm, I'm a fan. <laughs> My mom thinks it's like top tier comedy. Like if you get her talking about it, she thinks it is the funniest. That and Seinfeld. She just thinks those are yes. the best shows on television. Nothing's been created like it since. <laughs> See, to me, that thing for me is The Office. Yes. How can I get a tattoo of a TV show or something? <laughs> that is my all-time favorite. Watch it over and over and over again. I like to go to office trivia nights when like bars and friends do those. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's the whole thing for me. Yeah. What about, have you guys seen Community, the show Community? I have mm-hmm. seen um, a couple clips of that, but I haven't. I, I think I might have actually seen the first episode and I just didn't love it. But I'm a huge stickler. My friends know this about me. I will watch an episode of any show and within like five minutes, I've, I'm either in love with it or I've given up, which I know is the wrong way to do too. No, I'm the same way though. I'm but I am <laughs> really hard to to impress. And if you if you lose me, like I have tried to watch House of Cards I mean, at least 25 times. I will start that first episode. I've seen that first episode so many times and I'm always like, I hate this. I can't go on. Every time I'm like, I'm going to try and I can't. No, I'm the same way with first episodes, especially. Like, if you can't get me within the first episode, I generally just won't watch the rest. But you know, I have friends that'll be like, Alex, you just got to get to season three. I'm like, I do not have time to watch a show that I don't like for three seasons. Right. What do you think? I, I tell my husband that all the time. I'm like, just give it another season. It's fine. You'll like it. And he, yes. he hates laugh tracks. He can't do laugh tracks. So that's everything funny. is just. I am the same way about laugh tracks. You know, that's why I'm not a Friends fan. Mm. Me neither. Oh my goodness. The, wow. Oh, sister. There's not many of us out there. I know it. And so <laughs> really the, the anomaly there, but it's totally the laugh track. I didn't never liked how I met your mother. It's sitcoms like that. I don't yeah. like, I don't need you to tell me when to laugh. <laughs> you tell me when to laugh, you know, you're either friends or not. <laughs> yes. Good point. Okay. Bailey, you got another question. <laughs> yeah. So Alex, I always admire your sense of style. So how would you describe your fashion sense and where are your favorite places to shop? Ooh, Thank you very much for saying that. Um, you know, before I got into radio, and the, which led me to here um, hosting politics with Turning Point USA, I actually wanted to pursue a career in fashion. And I'm quoted in my senior yearbook saying that I'm going to work for Teen Vogue. Um, I'm so glad that didn't pan out because I turned <laughs> into a leftist rag. But um, I was obsessed with it, you know, from a fashion standpoint. I just thought it was so cool, and I and I thought, oh, how neat! I'll always be able to stay connected to young women if I'm working for a publication like Teen Vogue. And um, so I thought I was going to go to school for fashion merchandising and journalism. And then I just, I ended up doing a total 180 and doing radio and I didn't even um, actually get a college degree. So I, 
I mean, I definitely would describe myself as very trendy. I'm really all over the place. Like you, if you watch politics, then, you know, one day I'll be in like a princess Diana, very eighties get up. And then, um, like today I'm, I've got like a crop top and jeans on and big earrings, um, and look a little bit more trendy and, um, modern. So it's my style. I love, um, I love it all. I would say my favorite decade for fashion is probably the seventies. Yes. I love seventies influences. Um, I love like big fur coats in fall, but you know, I live in Arizona now and we don't have fall. So (laughs) honestly, I feel like my fat, my sense of style thrives in the fall and I don't really get that here because we just, in Arizona, you just, well, in Phoenix anyway, you just have one very long summer. So I do my best. But um, you did you ask me where I like to shop? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I love Revolve. I get a lot of stuff on Revolve. Um, I love ASOS. Love and, ASOS. Yeah. And I'm the, um, global brand ambassador for culture of life, which is a fashion brand. That's pro-life fashion brand. All proceeds go to pro-life causes when you shop with them. So I wear a lot of stuff from them now. Um, I really am all over the place. I don't discriminate. I'm, you know, what, uh, what I've been loving lately is Abercrombie. They've been bringing it back. They got Mm. very cute again. They redid their Mm. entire, um, I don't know, their entire look, they added new colors. There was a long time when I was growing up, when I was in high school, they, you weren't allowed, because I worked for Hollister part-time when I was in high school, and they did not allow the color black. Um, I think navy was the darkest color that they had. They were just Hmm. like, you know, black is too, like, too edgy. It's not on brand. Like, they wanted a lot of soft colors, like, like, whites, pinks, like, they wanted stuff like that. And um, now Abercrombie's brought back black again and some more neutrals mm. and stuff like that and I love their body suits so you know don't sleep on Abercrombie they've they've really done an overhaul all right mm. yeah I Check have not out. yeah I haven't thought about them in years I know you really, they got so lame for a while and I'm telling yeah you, they're cute again so you have to go check it out yeah all right. definitely will okay All right. So next question. What is your favorite book, like a fiction book? You know, um, a book that really captivated me fiction wise. When I was in seventh grade, I read The Lovely Bones. Mm. Did you guys ever watch that or see the movie when it came out? I saw the movie a long time ago. Yeah, it's about it's about a girl um, and she gets abducted raped and murdered by her neighbor, uh, a young girl, like she's, I don't know, 12 years old or something. Um, yeah. And it is, it's a suspense thriller. Mm-hmm. And it is one of my favorite books of all time. Um, I also love The Time Traveler's Wife. That was also made into a movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Time Traveler's Wife is thick, but <laughs> it is about two people that fall in love. And the guy is a time traveler. And he visits her at all these different stages in her life growing up to being an adult and they are married and everything. He's still time traveling and it's just breathtaking. So those are probably my top two fiction books. You seem like you're also a hopeless romantic like me, like anything romantic, movies, songs, books. Is that true? (laughs) Well, 100%. That's why I love Taylor Swift. Mm. There's a topic. (laughs) (laughs) That is Bailey's favorite. (laughs) I I know. 
every word to every song released or unreleased. Like if it's on YouTube or it can be found, <laughs> I know it. Um, disappointed with her politics talk recently, but I will always be a diehard Swifty. <laughs> That's how I feel too, girl. Um, I'm the same way. I'm always, I mean, anytime I ever talk about Taylor on the show or, or anything, I always get like, why do you like her? She's a liberal. And I'm like, dude, if I like, uh, cut out every single artist, celebrity, movie, TV show, whatever, because they are liberal, I would have nothing to watch. I'd be sitting in a dark padded room every single day. <laughs> like, you know, I don't understand it. Like the conservatives, this is one thing I get on conservatives about was when they're like, why do you care about pop culture? Like they're all liberals. Like, okay, well, we, I, you know, I enjoy that kind of stuff too. I can still say what she says, uh, what, you know, when she says things that are wrong, I'll still, I'll still say what they are. But as far as her craft goes, I can look beyond her politics and say, she's still a talented artist and songwriter. I don't know what's so hard about that for some conservatives, but here we are. (laughs) No, for real. Like, I think people forget you can like kind of separate someone's political views from their craft like just because someone doesn't agree with you doesn't mean they're not talented like the thing conservatives can do that it's not hard for me to do that um for a few conservatives it seems hard for them when it comes to like (laughs) liberal celebrities but for the most part you see that kind of stuff on the left right be friends with conservatives you know what i mean so um or you can't like someone they're canceled because they're conservative so i'm just like listen we're not trying to be like that guys like get it together yeah for real well, we were talking about one of uh, one of Taylor Swift's quotes from her documentary, um, where she talks about "I want to wear pink and talk about politics." Which... Was that not made for me? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said too. That's, That's exactly how we what feel. I said. So, because our show, we're we're all about super girly, sparkly, pink, pretty, um, and so we're actually kind of thinking that we're the we're the political princesses like all of us who are super girly and into politics like that's that's our name yeah yeah you're cute servitors that I love yeah absolutely yeah 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 that's my vision for politics 100% is you know we uh we are very into fashion, beauty, politics, pop culture. We're not deficient in pop culture. You know, we've got it yeah. all going on. We're not this stereotype that um, the left tries to paint us out to be like, we're cute. We like Taylor Swift. We want to keep up with the Kardashians. And we want to keep up with what's going on in the White House. What's the big deal? Why can't we have both? Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. And like, um, also the idea of when you go into workspaces, you can you don't have to wear like the boring all black or gray suits. Like if you want to wear like a dress, I mean obviously be appropriate, but if you want to wear a dress that throw in a little bit of color, that's okay. As long as you get the work done. Girl, back when I was in my office when I actually went to work, which has been so long now I don't barely remember it. But when I would go, I had a pink, like a salmon pink suit that I would wear and I felt so legally blonde in it. It was love it. (laughs) Love a power suit. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think it's your turn, Bailey. Yeah, so um, getting into, I guess, some more uh, deep questions. Do you think that the silent majority is going to win out come November? Ooh, good question. Um, okay, so one thing that I I thought was interesting was all of these polls that are saying that Biden's in the lead. But then when you ask people also, okay, so like in this 
So, okay, let me switch this over. <laughs> All of these polls that are saying that Biden's in the lead, I just want to know, why do you think in this cancel culture that we're living in, why do you think that you calling someone on the phone and, and saying like, hi, I know you don't know me, but I want to know if you support Trump. Like, you think people are really going to be open and be willing to share that? No, like they're terrified. There was Good a teacher, I believe in Michigan this week, who all he tweeted was, I support uh, President Trump or no, I don't even think he said I support you. He just said Trump is the president. That's all I'm going to say or something like that. It was so minor. He didn't even say anything about policy, nothing. And he got fired. So why do you think someone's going to tell a complete stranger on the phone that, yeah, they're a Trump supporter? It's not going to happen. So I don't believe the polls for that reason. Um, mm-hmm. I just think we have to wait. And also, you know, when they poll, they're they're asking 1000 people. That's not that's very, very small small numbers. So I think just like in 2016, we'll wait and see in November. Um, I hope that we went out. I keep really pressing for people to get over this silent majority thing. I think that it's a death sentence for the conservative movement to continue to allow us to have a silent majority. I mean, there's mm-hmm. always going to be uh, at least some people that are silent about their political views on either side. They're scared to, to share them. But like, if we don't get over that fear, we're doomed. So um, that's what I hope that politics does, especially with young women, encourages young women to um, see that there is a sense of community. There are friends to be made that have similar views to you. We, we need to all be very confident um, and willing to speak out about why we are conservative and say that, yes, we are conservative. Otherwise, the left will just get louder and louder and completely overtake us. And that's what they want to do. And right now they're, they're doing a good job with that. Yeah. Yeah. We met, I mean, we met Mallory and I through cute conservatives and we think it's a fantastic community. We love it. We love all the girls on there. It's so supportive. It's really changed my whole mindset, just going on my social media page and seeing people who have similar views. And that's what she and I are hoping to do with this show as well is, you know, kind of create a platform even bigger with, you know, add more people to the cute conservatives group, get people on board um, because it's made me much more confident in speaking out about my views and, um, hopefully the show will help with that too. <laughs> I love that so much that you guys met in cute conservatives. I yeah. didn't know that part. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. Very, very exciting. <laughs> that, yeah. that really uh, means a lot to me and, um, gives me hope. I hope that a lot of the girls in there, when they're going to their meetups or, whatever, just becoming even social media friends, that it empowers them and emboldens them. And, um, you know, that we keep growing it. I want, I want the cute conservative movement to be a movement within a movement within a movement. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what you've started. So good job. Yeah, Yeah, seriously. And to your point about the silent majority, um, Allie Stuckey, I, I don't remember if it was yesterday or the day before yesterday, she tweeted something about how we all, the only way we're going to make some changes is if we, everybody has to start talking now. Like, we can't be silent anymore or we're going to lose the country, basically. Exactly. You know, it's easy, I think, for a business, too, to fire somebody for their views when it's only one person. It's like, okay, whatever. But we know that there's a lot more of that in our office spaces, in our college classrooms. Right. Um, there's a lot more people that share our views, but if only one person's willing to speak up, it's easy. It's easy to go after them. But if but if, you know, half of your office is like, no, we all support the president. 
you know, I don't think that a business is going to be as likely to be like, okay, well then all of you are fired for being conservative. I, I just, I don't think that's the case. So yeah, we do have to stand up. There's power in numbers. Yeah. That's great advice. Yeah. Okay. A less serious question. What is your Chick-fil-A order? Uh, number eight or number five, eight count with one Chick-fil-A sauce and a Dr. Pepper and sometimes a high seed fruit punch, but it's one of those always. It depends on my mood. Okay. And a life hack is order your chicken nuggets well done. Mm-hmm. You know how sometimes you go to Chick-fil-A and the breading is almost like, it's like soggy, it's like softer. And then sometimes it's really crunchy. I think it tastes better when the breading is really crunchy. Mm-hmm. You have to get it consistent because they're never consistent. That's my only, well, I have a couple complaints now with Chick-fil-A, but <laughs> my biggest complaint is that they're not consistent in the way that they make their nuggets. Like it just depends. So um, if you want them on the crispier side, say, I would like my nuggets well done, please. Same thing with fries, either order them without salt or well done, and they come out like fresh as can be, crispy, they're amazing. Ah. Did not know either (laughs) one of those things. I do have a question. You said one Chick-fil-A sauce. Why one? Um, I only ever need one, and I hate it when they give me like eight sauces. I just feel like (laughs) I always tell them specifically, I only want one, because that's all I ever use. Okay. (laughs) Smart. Don't be wasteful. I I, I like it. (laughs) All right, Alex. So the next question that I have for you, also on the fun side, what is your ideal date? Mm. Ooh, dating. (laughs) (laughs) I am, um, I really am a simple, like I love a dinner and drink situation, um, but I hate dates on Sundays for a first date. (laughs) Okay. I I think when you're dating and you're in a, an established relationship, Sunday dates are fine, like hanging out on Sundays, obviously. But for the first date, I just feel like it's very unsexy. And it's not <laughs> like you're trying to be, it's not, and I don't mean unsexy, like it's not sexual, because on a first date, I don't think that should be happening or for a while. But I'm just saying that like, there's like a romance to it being a Friday night or a Saturday mm-hmm. night. Um, mm-hmm. and it's, it's like candlelit or whatever. It's just like, I don't know what it is. It just, you look more attractive in that kind of lighting. You know, I don't want all the bright, like I don't want Sunday brunch sun, you know, <laughs> on me when I'm like trying to get to know you for the first time. I, I'm just like, it's too much, too much of me is, is exposed. So I prefer nighttime Friday night Saturday night for sure and then I'm not I'm also not opposed to like a group situation like let's like would you like to come to the lake with me or something like Mm -hmm. that like some friends or things like that like I love I love that and I think um you can be a little bit more comfortable when you've got a couple of your friends there and you're hanging out and like a lake setting is super fun and I don't know I, I love I love that too Okay, so I actually have two questions on what you said there. Um, The first one, so you would consider group dates, or I guess, well, it's in the name, but you would consider like a group hangout, a date? Okay, if you have been talking for a while and you're, you're getting to know each other and you're deciding if you want to 
date, go out on a date, I think that it's a really okay. good way to gauge, hey, is this someone that I would like to seriously take out and pursue by inviting them to go out with you and just like kind of get to know them a little bit better. Now, I'm okay. not I'm against like just straight up asking someone on a date and like going to dinner right away. I'm just saying if you got someone in your friend group or something like that that you're interested in, but you don't want to be too you don't want to freak them out by being like, like, um, you know, maybe you don't know if they're ready to be more than friends yet or something. I think right, it's a right. way to kind of put the feelers out there and see if they would be interested in more than friends by inviting them to a group setting, like going out on a lake day in the summer. But yeah, if you're like, if you both are interested in each other and you know that, and you want to date, don't ask them on a group day. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> that's just that's just perfect. Then okay, so my second question is you said you don't like Sunday dates. How would you feel first time you are going on this date with this guy and he invites you to his church? Ooh. I don't know how I okay, I don't know how I feel about that for a first day. I kind of right? feel about going to the movies. It's that you can't talk or get to know each other. It's just like kind of awkward on a first date. Like you're, I like the idea of going to church together on dates. I don't know that I would do that for the first one just because I want to get to know you and stuff. And we're sitting there in silence, like listening to a sermon. You're sitting in silence <laughs> watching a movie. It's just not, not conducive for like getting to know you conversation. Yeah. Like that's got it. Maybe like on the third or fourth date, you could say, would you like to come to church with me? Would you want to go see a movie together? Yeah. No, I agree. I think like church dates, especially at the beginning, are a little bit too intimate or too personal because like yeah. church shows your relationship with God. And I don't, if I don't know you, you know, I'm not trying to. Yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. Yeah. I like that idea for a little further down the line. Right. Very first. Yeah. No, I haven't I been on a first date in four years now that I'm married, <laughs> so I'm totally forgetting how first dates even worked. But <laughs> listen, you're not missing out. You are not. Don't let anyone fool you. Hard out here dating in 2020, let me tell you. I can't even imagine in the quarantine. That sounds. Oh, yeah, that's super weird. That's very yeah. weird. Because you know what? You meet up, you go to a restaurant or whatever together, you meet up, and Masks. you have the mask on. So first of all, you're like, is that, are you, you know, all you have is their eyes. You like, don't even know what they look like really. And you know, it's so awkward. It's like, here I am. I mean, that's great. Okay. So one thing that we'd like to do with everyone we interview is a little segment we call fan or not a fan. Okay. Um, and so we're going to ask you just kind of a speed round if you're a fan of something or if you're definitely not a fan of something. Love it. I love these. Perfect. So I'll start off with, um, since we were talking about masks, President Trump endorsing face masks. <laughs> um, I'm going to say fan. Okay. Because, do I need to explain right now? Yeah, answer? you can explain. I'll say fan. It's not, okay, here's the thing. It's not bad to wear a face mask. It's annoying. I I think what, what a lot of conservatives that give a pushback on face masks, 
I don't think we'd have such a problem like being willing to wear them if everybody, if it, if it would have just like stopped there. But obviously mm-hmm. it's led to now we need another lockdown. Now you can't go to church. Now you can't do, it's just like, it, it was like the beginning of the end, so to speak. Yeah. But I think that we all, we have a little bit of resentment towards that because it just feels like we're saying, sure, take all of our rights away because that's what it's turning into. Yeah. Um, you know, and government mandating mask wearing, I disagree with, I think strongly encouraging it, which is what the president is doing. The president is saying he's not making it like a national, you know, requirement that you have to wear a mask. He's just saying, I'm, I'm going to wear one. I'm strongly encouraging you to wear one. I don't have a problem with that. So sure. that's a weird, it's a, it's a, there's a gray area there, but I'll go ahead and say fan. Fan. Okay, cool. Um, I was reading an article the other day that talks about Garrett Powell from The Bachelor becoming a TPU ambassador. Fan yep. or not a fan? <laughs> oh, fan. We're so excited. Are you kidding me? I'm going to be like one of the first people when he comes to one of our events and stuff to, to say hi and welcome him to the Turning Point family. Like we have a crazy cool ambassador program with some of the biggest influencers um, in the conservative movement and also people that, you know, maybe they don't work in politics, but they are conservative. And so they have a whole nother audience that they can reach with, you know, wearing turning point merch and all that kind of stuff. So if you're listening to this or watching this and you have 5,000 followers or more on Instagram and stuff, um, reach out to the turning point ambassador program, because we are always looking to grow and, um, want to continue to make conservatism cool. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Um, Zach Efron. Fan. Fan. All right. Um, Kanye's abortion speech the other night. I'm a fan because I love that he's bringing attention to, um, you know, the horrors of abortion and the realities of abortion. Mm-hmm. I think that he definitely shared some personal stuff between him and Kim that I don't think that she was um, brie- briefed on that he was going to be hearing that. <laughs> I don't think she wanted that out there. I don't blame her, you know, and now North is going to know that. Like, yeah, don't know that her, her parents, you know, thought about aborting her. And maybe that would have been something in private that uh, Kim and Connie would have disclosed to her when she got older, that they, you know, struggle with that, but that they're so glad that they didn't make that decision. You know, I don't know, but obviously I don't blame Kim for being completely ticked off, yeah. but it's hard because he's struggling with, you know, his disorder, his bipolar disorder. And and you can't like, obviously with the tweeting and stuff, you can't control when they go in this, these, you know, manic episodes, they just say like impulsive things. And, you know, some, some of it's not even true. Like Kanye went off last night saying he's been wanting a divorce since she cheated on him with Meek Mill when they, you know, supposedly went to go talk about prison reform in um, the Waldorf Astoria hotel and then TMZ just reported a couple hours ago that, that that's not true. They were not in private. They were in a public restaurant. There were witnesses. Everyone saw them. They oh, wow. only talked about prison reform. She literally got up. She left the restaurant by herself. Like, that was it. I mean, hmm. there's witnesses to say she didn't cheat. She didn't do anything. But, like, Kanye in his um, mania right now is just like, she cheated on me. I've been wanting a divorce. You know what I mean? And so yeah. I thought it was interesting that Kim came out and said, basically asked for grace for him and for his family dealing with this. And they were like, you know, it's different when you have an adult in your family that has bipolar disorder or any type of mental illness, because 
they have to, on their own, as an adult, say, I need help. I want to get help. You can't force them. It's different when you have a minor. You know, when it's your child, yeah. you'll be like, I'm dragging your butt to the hospital. Her, you know, to the hospital. But you can't yeah. do that with him. He has to mm-hmm. want to go. Um, I was happy to see that she made that statement and then signed it. Kim Kardashian West implying there's no, you know, I took it as she's saying there's no divorce happening here. I'm, you know, he's saying crazy stuff. We're not getting divorced. He's just going through it. I love him. We're working through it. Please, you know, give us some understanding at this time. One thing that I respect a lot about Kim is she stands by him. No Mm -hmm. matter what he does, he can do the craziest things, but he, that's her husband and she stands by him. So I respect that a lot. I do too. I hope she keeps that up and that we don't see their marriage dri- like break apart because I'll be devastated because that's exactly what I admire about, admire about her too. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, that was it for, uh, for my questions. <laughs> okay. Yay. Well, this was good. Thank you so much, Alex. Yeah. And Alex, is there anything else you'd want to uh, put out there before we go? I would just like to say that, um, you know, my name is Alex Clark. I host Poplitics. It's a daily show that's very short, like five, six, seven minutes uh, on weekdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on Instagram at Poplitics. And I just cover pop culture through a conservative perspective. There's no leftist propaganda. That's it. Straight no chaser. It's super fun. We have a whole community of girls, which is how... Bailey and Mallory met, which I'm so excited about, um, called Cute Servatives. And we have a Facebook group that you can join to called Cute Servatives if you're interested in meeting more like-minded young women. So we would love to have you as a part of our little family. Awesome. And then my one last request for you, Alex, before you go (laughs) is, uh, would you be able to say goodbye those other girls in your Cinderella voice? (laughs) Oh, well, I can say the word goodbye, but in her voice, okay, but I, that I, works. I can say those other girls, but I'll do my best. Okay. Okay. Perfect. To those other girls, goodbye. <laughs> oh, perfect. That was good. What <laughs> impression? It's really not that. Imp- it's really not that impressive. <laughs> it impresses no, no, me. Was good. Yeah, I was so impressed. <laughs> oh my gosh, love you guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you for Thank coming. You. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram at Those Other Girls Podcast and on Twitter at TOG underscore podcast. Those Other Girls, changing culture and bringing back traditional values.